Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrier. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mention on the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Forever35Pod, Instagram at Forever35Podcast, and you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. Indeed you can. Um, We are also on, I guess it's just called Shop My now. It used to be called Shop My Shelf. But you can find us on Shop My at shopmy.us slash forever35. We have a newsletter, forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And please do call and text us at 781-591-0390 or email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. 
And hey, you know what? We always appreciate it when you leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. So if you're inclined today just to tap those five stars, we thank you. We thank you deeply from the bottom of our hearts. Indeed. Um, And also, you know, I just need to keep plugging our Balance Bound Forever 35 collab. Because, like, I just want everyone to have it. It's just so cool. I actually have been, so I'm, I'm over here kind of like, noting through a book that I'm reading, like a writing book. And I've been using mm-hmm. my go on post-it notes. And it's really funny because I'm feeling a little precious about them because they're like my fancy post-it notes and I'm making myself use yeah. them. You know how we make ourselves use the nice things? We make ourselves use the nice things. Yes. So I'm making myself use my Forever 35 post-it notes, even though I want to like savor oh them and gosh. not use them. I love this so much. Mm, thank you very much. They're great post-it <laughs> notes. They're super cute. And they like make they me smile every time notes. I look at them. You know, like I'm like, oh, tra-la-la. Do you hear my voice? Yeah, but I hear your voice all day long, even when I'm not with you. You're just, oh. you're always with me. You're part of me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, are you kidding? It's great. It's like having a, just a, a gentle oh. nurturer always guiding me through oh, the day. So funny. That is really <sighs> anyway, Dory, uh, talk to me here because you're back on the Peloton bike and uh, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you to dip a toe back into a self-care routine that I think really got you through the the darker days of the, the pandemic that we are still in. I agree. Um, so Peloton, there's there's... It's not a fill. It's actually not affiliated with Peloton. There's this woman who runs a website called Power Zone Pack, and she puts together these usually six to eight week challenges several times a year. And I'd done a bunch of them, and then we started a Forever 35 team, and it was super fun. And then I kind of fell off the Peloton wagon. I didn't fall off the Peloton bike, thankfully. Oh, good. But I hadn't. Yeah, I hadn't done one, and I hadn't even like gotten on the bike since May, and. She introduced because part of the part of the thing was that it was like a big commitment. Like it was usually you could choose to do three rides a week and it would be two 45 minute rides. And then on the weekends, it would be a 60 anywhere from a 60 to a 90 minute ride. So it was like, you know, I really needed to like set aside a set aside serious time for it. But she introduced with the last challenge, she introduced a time crunch option where you do two 30-minute rides during the week and one 45-minute ride on the weekends. And I was like, okay, this is a little bit more my speed. Like I can I can kind of figure out how to make this work in my life. So I'm doing it. I've only done one ride so far. It was tough. Okay. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, I was like, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> but... Yeah, but I'm I'm excited to be to be doing it again. So, yeah. How long will you so do it for? Like, three months? No, God, no. I think it's oh. six weeks. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, oh. it's like six weeks. It's 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 like a, a solid chunk of time, but not totally like not super long. Okay, so. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, I'm pretty excited. So, I mean, 
you find like just a daily active movement kind of just helps a little bit of something mentally. Are you there? I, I do. I do find that, um, you know, their date, like yesterday was just a busy day and I didn't get any in and like, that's okay. You know? Yeah. Just, of course it happens, but, um, I do like to, I do like to move my bod, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do too. Even just a dog walk, I find just as something for me, just, just, I just yeah. need like, I just need a, like a 10 minute something. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, yesterday mm-hmm. was a pickleball day for me, which is my the greatest joy Ooh. in my life. So I think when I finish my five weeks of pickleball lessons, I can kind of share where I'm at, but like, I'm freaking loving it. I love this for you. Well, it, I think it's kind of part of, you know, I, I made, a, I've been making some lifestyle adjustments, um, kind of going along with how I I felt like my body was not recovering from COVID and dealing with some Mm. long COVID symptoms. But I think Mm. another part of it was, and I think I've talked about this because I've been inspired by you, is that I I really had no like social interactions. Like, yeah, I wasn't seeing anybody. Or if I was, it was just like yelling at another parent out the window, dropping my kids off at school. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just for me. So I'm trying to really figure out like, what are changes that improve my well-being inside and out? And that I think that's one of them. I love that. Oh, that's so that's so fun. And you're doing it with people you were already friendly with or these yes. f- strangers. Okay. Not strangers. Already other um people I'm friendly with who I know like in different levels, but uh, but they're great. Like we've had a lot of fun. The coach is really fun. The other people who are there pickleballing are very welcoming, which is nice because I can't wait to get into it with them on the courts. This also triggers like, it's very funny watching, and this is happening with everyone I'm playing with, like all our things coming into play. Like, you know, like a lot, we're all oldest children. So we're all kind of like perfectionists. Yeah. Like there's all, you know, like (laughs) my coach, I kept apologizing if I like missed something and he was like, you cannot apologize anymore. And, and that's like a life lesson I'm always constantly mm-hmm. trying to learn. So it's it's interesting just watching, you know, like I struggle with if something doesn't come easily to me right away. Like I assume mm-hmm. I have to be amazing at everything like on the first try. And mm-hmm. so it's fun kind of like, you know, as I'm sure you've experienced with some of the ha- hobbies that you have, like reflecting on those parts of yourselves, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I do know for sure. The whole like, if I'm not good at something right away, I want to quit. Like that's, that's real. And also I was actually talking about this with my tennis instructor recently is that uh, something like that I know used to be true about myself is I was always like pretty good at a lot of things, but when it would get to the point where I had to like, where, you know, you had to kind of like work a little harder to get really good at it. I was like, oh, this is too hard. Which I think is like classic sort of gifted child syndrome. Mm. Like I'm not unique in this in this uh at all. Like there have been actual studies on this. Um but you know, that's also annoying. And so <laughs> and so now as an adult, I- I'm trying to like recognize that. I'm trying to recognize my impulses when 
something gets hard. Like, for example, the tennis serve is very hard. <laughs> and I'm just not good at it. Like, I never, I never really learned how to serve. Like, as a kid, I took tennis lessons, but like, again, never got really good. Like, never got good enough to learn how to serve. And it's freaking hard. We've been working on it for months. I can like sort of do it now, but not really well. And I think like past me would have just been like, you know what? It's fine. Like, I don't need to learn how to serve. I'm just playing casually. I'm just gonna, you know, drop the ball and hit it and it'll be fine. And now I'm like, you know what? I need to like get over myself Mm. and like put in the work and learn how to serve because like, you know, that's part of playing tennis. It's interesting. It sounds like you have to kind of learn how to sit with the urge to judge yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't think we're ever going to stop. Like, you can't stop yourself from judging, right? Like, that sounds very hard. But just like acknowledging that you're doing it and moving forward seems totally this has also happened a couple times with piano where like my teacher mm. will um like give me a new piece <clears throat> to to start learning and i'll like go home and it'll be hard and i'll come in the next week and i'll be like you know what i didn't like i don't like this it's, i didn't really like vibe with it and he'll be like okay that's fine like you know, his attitude is very much like, this is for your own enjoyment. If you don't like something, like we can move on. But what has happened now a couple of times is I've then gone home after the, like the second week of, you know, not doing the piece and I've like tried it again. And then I come in and I'm like, well, actually, (laughs) actually I've like, I've like come around on this piece and like, we can, we can work on it. (laughs) And I think it's the same sort of thing. Like my initial instinct is to be like, this is too hard or like I don't like it I'm not feeling it yeah you know Mm -hmm. and like sometimes I really am not feeling it like sometimes I'm just like I don't like this piece but then other times I'm like well am I not feeling it because I'm not feeling it or am I not feeling it because I think it's hard and it will actually take like some serious effort to learn this it's interesting it is interesting because we're talking about letting ourselves be not good at something right Mm -hmm. be bad at something and with with the possibility of never being good at it, can you still enjoy it? Like I've had this, I have this fear of like, and this is something I've struggled with my whole life that's held me back where I don't want to do something unless I'm amazing at it. Like I think out of fear of either embarrassment or letting the other people down or like them being disappointed. Like I don't Mm want to go play, go to a court and try to join a pickleball game because I'm not good. And then I'm, I'm going to lose the game for everybody and people are going to be mad at me. How do I work, you know, like working through that and still letting yourself enjoy things, not based on whether or not you're good at it. Like, Mm -hmm. and this all sounds like also unlearning capitalism, right? Like, and productivity Mm -hmm. and all this kind of like the fetishization of, of this shit, you know, can we do anything just for enjoyment? Totally. And I think we're actually, we are talking about two slightly different things. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're like, that's, that's also true. Like 
it's okay to be mediocre at something. That's fine. And to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like that that doesn't have to stop. You know, it's not like if you're mediocre at something, or this is what I've always thought, like, oh, I'm not I'm mediocre at this, I should stop. Like, why am I wasting my time? So I shouldn't do it. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> I hear that. Fascinating. I hear that. It is fascinating. It's just like it is all this stuff that we've, you know, internalized and taken as just like the way, you know, the way it is and doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Well, and I find, and I, again, I don't want to speak for the way you experience this, but for me, I'm essentially blocking myself from experiencing joy because I'm putting all these, Mm. um, like qualifiers on things. Like I can only do this if dot, dot, dot. And so, Mm you know, understanding how to experience pleasure and joy without outcome. I don't know if without like, yeah, uh, totally. It's the word like without a, without production of something. Yeah. Is something I really want for myself. I mean, it's interesting as we're sort of talking this through, because I am thinking back to when I started piano and I, and I remember saying like, I just want to do this for the enjoyment. Like I don't have, you know, a goal. I don't have like a level, you know, I'm not trying to like pass an exam or like do a recital or whatever. But I also think there is something very rewarding Mm. about getting better at something. You know what I mean? I agree. Yes, totally. I hear, I totally, I hear you. And I agree with you. And I also find for myself, it is, it is rewarding to like work at something and get better. But I think, I think what I need to remember is that like, it's okay to not be like the best. Yeah. In fact, most of the time we are not going to be, it's also not Mm -hmm. always fun to be the best. Yeah, totally. You know what? I wanted to just circle back to what you were saying about when you started piano, because I don't know if you remember my response, but I was like, oh, Dory, will you play us? Are you going to play us a song? Will you do that? Like, I immediately turned it into like, what are you going to show for it? Kind of. Yes. And you were very like, I remember that. Yeah. Which is interesting. Like that instinct to constantly be like, well, what's the thing that's going to come out of this? You Mm -hmm. know, as opposed to just like, uh, me learning and enjoying and improving, not like, you know, the perform the, the performing of, of the thing. I don't know. I don't know. This is, I'm, I'm having a moment yeah. of reflection here. No, I, I totally agree. I think I just like realized recently, like, I'm not sure I have anything in my life that like really brings me joy, which may, I mean, like, and this is not to say really? like, this is not just for the pure act of that. Like working on this podcast with you does. Spending time with my children mm-hmm. does. And my husband. Being reading a book. All these things do. But there's but like joy for joy's sake. Mm. For me, just for me personally, I don't mm-hmm. think I have that right now, other than reading books about mm-hmm. humans having sex with monsters. Which is something. I mean, but 
yeah, I mean, like that is also real, you know? (laughs) Yes. It's just, I think, you know what, even with, even for that, there's a caveat because my job is a writer. And so there's always a part of me that reading is a part of my work, you know, and I always want to be reading in order to deepen my understanding of writing and support other authors and all these, you know, enjoy their work. But yeah, like I was just kind of like, what the fuck do I do? That's just for me. That's like, just for fun. I mean, that's why people have hobbies, right? Like circling back. Yep. circling. That's back. like literally, I think the definition of a hobby. I think you're right. So mm. it's interesting. These are all interesting things to think about. You know, I was going to tell you all about my infrared sauna blanket, but I will save that for another time. It's not my what? hobby, but I. That is a what? tease, Kate. You know, I have an infrared <laughs> sauna blanket, right? I've told you about this. Have I've sent you? you f- yes, I'm pretty sure I sent you a photo of just my head as I oh, basked yeah, in yeah, the yeah, heat yeah, yeah, of my yeah, infrared yeah, 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 yeah. sauna you blanket. Did. You did. You did. You did. I will. I will definitely be sure to talk about my infrared sauna blanket because I do really like it. So, do you promise? I swear on the life of my dog, who's <laughs> sitting right here next to me. Loose goose. <laughs> this is actually Pen Pen. Pen Loose Pen. Goose. It's Penny. Penny's the one who's relaxing in the office with me. Lucy, I walked in after dropping my kids off from school, and she was sitting on the dining room table, just living oh my her gosh, best life. Yes, you did send a picture of that, yes. which I, I deeply you and, appreciate. You and Sammy would enjoy Lucy's vibe of just sitting Thank on a table. You. Well, should we transition to our interview? This was a really fun chat. Oh my gosh. This was so fun. I freaking love <laughs> Sachi. I do too. I mean, I've been a huge fan of hers via the internet for so long that it was mm-hmm. very exciting to get to bring her on the show and kind of fangirl over video chat. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, spoiler alert, our guest is Sachi Cole. You might know that Dory and Sachi worked together at BuzzFeed, where Sachi is currently a senior culture writer. She's based in New York and known for her brash, smart, and witty commentary. She's just one of my personal favorite writers to read. Her first book, One Day Will All Be Dead and None of This Will Matter, is a collection of essays about family, race, gender, and all things misery. That is out. You can read that wherever you like to buy books. It was a bestseller in Canada. And after its subsequent publication publication in the U.S. was raved about in the Washington Post, Rolling Stone, The Village Voice, everywhere. Her second essay it's, collection. Her book is so, oh. let me just, can I just interrupt and say. Please interrupt. If you have not read Sachi's book, it's, it's, it's really, really good. It's really good. I really think everyone should read it. Okay, that's all. I'll shut up now. Well, she's also working on a second essay collection called I Hope Lightning Falls on You. So we have more to look forward to in that department. Mm. Uh, and Sachi is also the co-host of the Scamfluencers podcast, which is a really, which is exactly, which is the title should tell you everything it's about. Scammy Influencers. And it's a really, really fun listen. I love it. Um, yeah, it's so great. So without further ado, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back with Sachi. 
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one -on -one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, it, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, like, I, 
I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Sachi, we are so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome to Forever 35. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you all are you all are previously coworkers, but I'm just like a dorky fan of your work. So I'm especially excited. No, that's nice of you to say. I, I will say I value uh losers who like my work more than colleagues. <laughs> well, so that's fine. That makes me feel, yeah. you know what, that boosts my ego Great. to a well, new degree. You know what? I was originally a loser who liked your work. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It just it sours once we know each other, I think. I, sus- I suspect people meet me and then they're like, oh, all right. 
<laughs> well, not true, but whatevs. <laughs> so, Sachi, welcome to Forever 35. Uh, we always get started on the pod by asking people for a self-care practice that they have currently going on in their life. So mm-hmm. we will begin We will begin here with you. If Is there anything that you do on a regular basis that you consider self-care? Yeah. Um, so the close friends function on Instagram, I know a lot of people who use it kind of liberally and then they like, like they have like 60 people in close friends and then like that then and it's sort of like the people they know in real life for me i have 12 people in close friends and i am so rude in there i'm so shitty in there and it really makes me feel good this is amazing because i you i think i might have like over a hundred people in close friends yeah i got 12 oh i found out i found out my husband has like hundreds yeah like he's just like he hardly ever he hardly ever posts to social media and then one time he posted something to close friends and he and i don't know i said something about it and he was like oh i don't know there's literally like hundreds of people in there i don't give a shit and i was like yeah like i know it's weird and and like i i always i post truly it's like the recesses of my brain like things that i really would never really normally say unless i'm you know, having a drink with a few close people. And I've had friends like text me and be like, Hey, what did you just post? Like, you know, that we can all see this. Right. And I'm like, yeah, babe, it's you. And like, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> like, right. Don't worry about like, it. It's just, we you can guys. all see it. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's yeah, like you can see it by design. Group. It makes me feel yes. better. It stresses everybody else out, but I know how many people are actually seeing it. So it's, it's fun. It's like yelling something into a megaphone, but only like 12 people can speak the language. I think it's self-care. I think being rude is self-care. You've asked the wrong person, clearly. Um, I'm on I love a- this, though, because... Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm done. Well, I was just going to say, I, I really love this because I feel like a lot of people struggle with social media and kind yeah. of like how to make it work for them, but also like what to share and... Who's seeing it? And mm-hmm. this is such a great way to like take back the control yeah, and also like I... use it as a real outlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the best way to live life is just to do whatever you want. <laughs> that ca- that advice can't be mutated into a bad thing, right? Not at all. <laughs> no. There's totally no way for someone to read poorly into what I just said. No, and yeah. there would be no problem if everyone followed that advice all the time. Listen, if we were all Bart Simpsons, <laughs> the world would be a better place. Just do I it, man. Just, I love how non-performative that sounds. Like e- even I think even with my close friends on Instagram, there is still an element of curating yeah. and considering and 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 it's so much of what social media is and it sounds like in that space that is the opposite for you which sounds Kate, so Kate it is a garbage pile it is the <laughs> the thick juice at the bottom of your trash it's i'm wretched in there i'm so ugly i'm mean about myself i'm lost it's great it's a great and you know what it's a time saver cuz instead of texting like three separate group chats about what i'm doing wrong i can just put it there and then they all just sort of know and so, you know, great. It's been an, it's, I've had a really hectic uh, year so far. So it saves me a lot of time sort of explaining my own bad choices. Can't recommend it enough. 
I might have to start <laughs> narrow- narrowing down who's in my close friends. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I also have a public account. So, yeah. you know, I don't really care. Like, I think the internet, like, I've, I have increasingly sort of treated my internet presence as like just n- nothing ephemera. And so then the close friends function is sort of like, I guess I could like tell all you guys separately about this, but you're going to hear about it anyway. <laughs> so here's, <laughs> what, here's what just happened. I'll talk to you about it when we go. I love lunch. that. Yeah. Using close friends as like just a big group chat. Yeah. Well, Perfect. also because you can connect. I mean, I think what you're saying, it would be like if I took my like college friends group chat and my high school friends group chat and maybe like my mom friends mm-hmm. and then through Dory and our group chat in there. Yeah. All people who don't know each other but know the like the darkness. Yeah. Well, the fun thing is now within this group because they've all sort of asked like who else is in here, <laughs> and I've told them like so like Isaac Fitzgerald always texts me. Isaac is a writer. Dory knows Isaac. I don't know Kate, yeah. if you know Isaac. I know who he is. You yes. know who he is. Yeah. So he'll always like he'll text me and he'll be like, "What the hell's going on in there?" And I'm like, "Don't worry about that. That was for like my f- high school friend who you know." <laughs> somehow through this like weird circle oh, yeah it's that's great so funny it's like bullying your friends to be friends with each other through their uh kind of uh anxious responses to your own destruction i think it's working Whoa. just fine all right i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna be thinking about you this should do it i'm telling you there's a lot it's fun it's great and then people get like you know they get petty in there with you because they're like oh it's a safe mm. space and you're like sure <laughs> sure it's safe <laughs> <laughs> uh, well sachi one of the reasons that we wanted to chat with you is because of your newish newish podcast yeah. scamfluencers which yeah. kate and i are both big fans of um that you do with your friend sarah can you talk a little bit about the show yeah um not just like not just why you decided to do it but what is it about this like confluence of scams and influencers that is so perfect for dissecting yeah um yeah the show's called scamfluencers i host it with sarah haggy who's an old friend of mine from my toronto days she's still in toronto i live in new york now um and yeah every week we find a story or sometimes we have you know single stories that take a couple weeks to sort of tell because they're so complicated frustrating and upsetting and we dissect uh a scam but specifically a scam where someone is using the power of influence a lot of social media influence to kind of propagate that scam. Um, And obviously like scam artist stories are so compelling. They've always been compelling. You know, I think there's, I think sometimes when there's like a shift in how we consume a certain kind of content, everybody talks about how like the content is new. Like a couple years ago, everyone was like, wow, have you guys noticed there's lots of true crime stuff? And I remember being like, Mm. did nobody grow Mm -hmm. up watching the A&E documentaries about Ted Bundy? Because those things were made in like 1996. And, like, I was watching them well into 2008. Like, it's not different. What's different is that, like, there's a different infrastructure where we're sort of engaging in that work. Um, So scam stories aren't new. Like, everybody loves a scam story. But I think the stuff that we're sort of looking at is specifically how, like, the internet has sort of shifted some of those. I mean, it's actually, it's a lot easier to scam people now than it used to be. But it's also a lot easier to find out if somebody's scamming you because you can Google it. 
Whereas like years ago, if somebody was pulling right. some shit on you, you couldn't really like it was a lot harder to figure out if if they were lying. It was like all of that was a much more complex mechanism of discovery. But now it's like mm-hmm. it's a little easier because you have the access to sort of do the research yourself as an individual. But it also means that those people have a way easier time sort of s- sowing the seed of whatever they're you know spreading around the world. It's way easier because all you need is your phone. So. And having, I've listened to all of Scamfluencers, I got very sucked in. And what's so fascinating to me is that like, even in the world of the internet, people are so quick to trust. Like so many mm-hmm. people don't do like a quick deep dive Yeah, on these I, people who they're just giving money to. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, people are lost. Like a lot of people yeah. who fall into these things are lost. They're looking for an answer. Mm. And so they get one and they're not really that interested in, in at, at that point, they're not really going to investigate it. If you want to be told what you, what you're being told, not a lot that I can tell you or that anybody could tell you, you know, I think we, we did a couple episodes about Guru Jagat, who's this white lady who started this like weird yoga company that one was my favorite. She changed her name's Katie Griggs and she changed her name to Guru Jagat, which, you know, obviously I had a real hard time with as an ethnic with a weird name. It's like you're you get to go through the world as Katie and you're going to try to make it more complicated. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, but, you know, people who were following her wanted her to be right. So it doesn't matter. You can look her up all you mm. want. And they knew they knew she wasn't born Guru Jagat. No one is. <laughs> like no one's born a guru. That's not how it works. It's like being born with a PhD. It doesn't happen. Like you got to do some stuff to get it. But, you know, it's it is still fun and interesting to sort of think about how, you know, the lies and the misinformation sort of gets distributed through these influencer models that are somewhat newer than than scams. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I think what's great about the podcast is you're highlighting these really big scam stories, Mm -hmm. but there is a part of it that makes you kind of reflect on the own ways in which we kind of willingly allow ourselves to be scammed. Yeah. You know, like in the larger scheme of mm -hmm. things, like are half of my, the things in my, you know, like medicine cabinet that I put on my face, are they scams? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, probably. Yes. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I bought a new face too. I, I you know, we're all, although I do think that oh, one works. I got to say. I do too. I, do I like the new works. face. It's pretty but it, good. Re- it requires, are you a daily new face user? Because I feel like it requires the daily routine. I don't think you need to do it daily. I think you got to do it like three to four times a week. Okay. okay. So I try to do it on the nights that I'm not drunk. <laughs> when I am, I'm like, ah, I've accepted. <laughs> Today's a wash. Let's just go to bed. If the makeup's off, we're doing great. But it, yeah, you do have to do it consistently. Yeah, I mean, um, lots of things are a scam. Lots of, of course, plenty. I mean, being alive is a scam. The healthcare system's a scam. Ugh. Student debt's a scam. It's all, it's, it's everything's well, nonsense. I mean, when, but when we're talking about these kind of scammers on a, on an individual level, like you do in this podcast, mm-hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about the common threads that you saw running through the stories? Like, what does it take to become a scammer? Oh, that's a good question. Um, the, the, one of the fun things and complicated things about the show is we often dig into the childhoods and the, like the deep backstories of some mm. of these people. And a lot of them just had really mm-hmm. rough 
upbringings mm. and really rough childhoods and really rough like they they came it's almost like it's this isn't quite the way i i should frame it but it's almost like they came by it honestly like they really just got their asses kicked mm. and this was the thing that they had to do we're working on a story right now i don't want to spoil it but it's like it's one of the more complicated stories because the woman who's the scammer, she had a really rough go as a teenager, like a really rough go. And you can see how she just stopped believing in anybody else's humanity because nobody believed in hers at that point. And it's like, well, fuck it. Then I'm going to do whatever I want. Like I get, I can kind of understand that. It's not defensible, but I get it. Yes. So there's a lot of explanation. It's It's not a justification. It's an explanation. It's not a justification. Exactly. And so there's a lot of that. Um, And, and, because these people are sort of raised or find themselves in environments where they're not really being treated with any care, they confuse attention and adulation for respect and care. And so they'll get it at whatever, in whatever way they need to do it. And that's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And again, the internet makes it easier to do that. Um, and, you know, it's partly why I think a lot of them get so defensive um, when they kind of get caught. There are certainly examples of people where that is not true. Some people are born rotten. Like that's the other thing I've sort of realized. Mm. Some people come out of the womb sour and like, I don't know, they just, they got to go back up there and gestate a little longer. I don't know what's wrong with them, but I would say for the most (laughs) part, people truly come out looking to be good and, and the rest of us ruin them. And then at that point, I think it's hard for them to have compassion for the people that they're ripping off because they're just Mm. so... Um, worried about themselves. But I also think there's, you know, there's some cases, you know, I think a lot of the stories we tell about men are different than the stories we tell about women. I think women, their motivations are a little mm. more complicated and the men are Go much on. more like, the men just want money and attention and they're lazy in a lot of cases. They just And, and the mm-hmm. weird thing is with some of these scams, it's like if you put half of this energy into doing whatever the thing you want to do, if right. you put half of that energy yes. into doing it legitimately, You'd be fine. Yes. Yes. But because right. you've decided you can't do it that way, you've expanded so much effort and energy and time and money, right. your own money and other people's money yes. into lying. Because a lot of these are so complex. The, the so teen doctor. The teen doctor the, one was like, that one was really strange. And that was, was such a wild. clear thing of like, if that kid spent some time like actually studying and if he started his own practice and he like became like an influencer physician with a real degree, he'd be fine. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's that they think that they can't do it legitimately if someone's telling them that they can't. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Well, I mean, there has to be like the adrenaline of getting one over on someone, right? I mean, yeah, that has yeah, to be part so. of it. I mean, but I think they just... also live in perpetual anxiety of being caught yes like i don't get it because that to me is the thing that would stop me from a lot of those scams like i already have imposter complex and and what do i do i like my little article (laughs) like i'm not i'm not doing anything i'm not curing cancer over here like so that's enough for me but they are i i don't know i guess they 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 compartmentalize it so well I couldn't do that. I would go through every moment of my life worried that somebody would know that I was full of shit. I'm I'm worried about that now. Yeah, it's like it seems like so logistically 
like you, you just have to keep track of all your lives. Yeah. It's just exhausting. Yeah. So, like, it's exhausting. exhausting. And that's how they get caught, right? They send it, they have right. these fake email accounts. They're pretending to be, you know, executives or billionaires or like, like to pretend to be an actual billionaire is hysterical to me. Like we did one story about this guy who um, was funding this very stupid movie venture, millions of dollars he was siphoning from his investors. And he had claimed that he had Howard Schultz as an, as an investor, oh, yes. the billionaire who owns um, Starbucks. Starbucks. And he, he didn't know who this guy was. And it's like, God, the time you got to take to pretend to be Howard Schultz. Oh, my God. Like, right after he runs for president, too? Jesus Christ. That story was wild, too, because the wife, he had a wife who was married to him for, like, a I decade. Know, for years. And has no kids, idea. She oh. had no idea. And she found out because they raided her house in the middle of the night and took her husband away. Yeah. I did some deep dive Googling on yeah, those people because they're here in L.A. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they're just – and she didn't know. No. Like, how, why would you – and. It's sort of like a funny thing with the with the wives and the husbands too, because it's like, why would you think? Why would you even would you Google it if your partner tells you, <laughs> "I have an investor," I'm, you're not gonna like go fact check it. I mean, she's got yeah. shit to do. She's got kids to feed. Oh, <sighs> yeah, man. <laughs> I, what do you think? Like you mentioned earlier, the kind of obsession with true mm-hmm. crime, and you know. So many, you know, as podcasters, I often like scroll through the top 100 pods and it's mostly true. It's much true crime and yeah. scams and murder. Like, but there's something we get out of listening to these stories. Mm-hmm. And I, I still don't know if I've ever seen anyone fully capture like what it is. Like, wh- why are we drawn to this? Um, I, well, first, I think like generally in audio space, like nonfiction seems to be taking precedence like fiction doesn't sort of hit in the same way the true crime and the scam artist of it all i think is because a when you get to when you get to hear a story about a scam artist it usually means that they've already been caught so you can engage in it in a way where like oh they lost there's a there's a comfort in knowing that somebody thought they were going to figure out a way to jump the line and they failed and then they get punished for it like way more than they would have if they just never did it at all. So there's, I think it's human nature to feel a little bit of weird pleasure when people don't complete the scam. There's, there's schadenfreude in that. Mm. And then the other thing is it also tells us what to look out for in terms of other scam artists because they all kind of have a very similar pattern. Every scam story is like variations on a tune because it's all, it is like there are these sort of, rituals that they go through these patterns they all sort of say similar things the context change and the details change but there is this sort of rhythm that they all follow so there's something prescriptive about listening to it it sort of gives us some sort of protective or perhaps false protective element because we're still getting scammed every day Mm. all of us are um but yeah i think that i think it's like partly sort of in you know, luxuriating in someone's misery, someone we think deserves it. And then also, um, you know, sort of the protective element of it. And then the details are fun. Like scams are interesting. It's interesting to think about how somebody like pulls this all together. You know, I've seen a talented Brister Ripley several times because it's just fun to watch him lie. (laughs) It's fun to watch people lie. (laughs) It's very simple. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of 
our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. All right, we are back. I'm wondering, we talked a little bit about any common threads um, amongst the scammers, but are there Mm -hmm. any common threads, in your opinion, amongst the marks? Like, oh, no, who? Yeah. Who are people who get taken in by scammers? Is it is it random? Or are there certain kinds of people or people with certain characteristics that make them kind of easier marks? I don't know. That's a good question. I think it really depends on the kind of scam. Like when you look at like financial scams, like crypto scams or these sort of, which I don't, Mm. I still don't know what the hell that is. But like, there's a very specific kind of person who gets caught in that. And it's somebody who like also wants to get ahead in a a way that jumps the line. And then 
they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for spiritual scams, it's often women. It's women who are looking for purpose and for meaning and for community and for comfort. It's I, That's what LuLaRoe mm-hmm. was. Like all mm-hmm. the women who got caught in LuLaRoe right. got caught in it because they were trying to build community. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that community came through spending however much they were spending on these boxes of molding leggings. But it was important, right? Um yeah, I don't know. I think it varies. And I think it also depends on how close you as the mark are getting to the scam artist. You know, some people get caught up in, mm. you know, like Anna Delvey, you get caught up in the fact that she's fun. Presumably she should, she better have been fun. <laughs> Otherwise, what was the point? Like, um, you know, sometimes they give you just enough to stick around. They give you, ju- they show just enough of their wealth to make you think that eventually it's mm-hmm. going to come back to you. Um, I don't know. I think we're all kind of all susceptible to it. I don't I don't have any sort of high minded opinion of myself that I wouldn't be caught in it. I'm I'm sure I have or I sure I'm I'm sure in some way I will in the future. I just don't know what that would be yet. I mean, I'm also generally unpleasant and distrustful of most things. So that does sort of <laughs> give me some protection. But like, <sighs> I, I, you know, I feel like if somebody tried to scam me, they'd like spend a little time with me and then they'd be like, I don't know, this one's kind of annoying. Maybe there's somebody else. <laughs> this is like a lot of work. So I, I don't know. I don't know yet. Sachi, you turned 30 last year. I turned 30. Yeah, I did. How, yeah. how, how has that, how has the transition to your 30s been? Talk to us. <laughs> it's, it's been amazing. <laughs> I'm getting a divorce. And all my bones hurt. <laughs> That's what I was told my 30s Welcome. would be. And, uh, you know, seems to be accurate. It's coming true. Coming true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't notice it. I don't, I don't, I think 29 affected me more. Because 29 Ooh. was like, ooh, I got a year left of being a wonderkind. And then I'm just a person. And when I turned 30, I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's over. That's okay. But I'm also somebody who was 30 when I was 14, as I'm sure you have been able to glean from this 30-minute conversation. This is just who I've been. I think I met you when you were like 25. and Yeah, I was 24, you, you seemed 25. 20, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you just, you had a, a world wariness. <laughs> I yeah, guess. I was, I'm a wizened like crone, Dory. You can it. just say it. Yeah. No, no. Um, I'm no, Benjamin, no, no. I'm, I'm emotionally Benjamin buttoning. So perhaps in my fifties, I'll have the exuberance of a young teenager. For now. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, yeah. What does I'm, that mean? What does emotionally Benjamin bucket buttoning mean? Like I'm get like my spirit is, is getting younger as I age. Mm. Maybe I doubt it. I actually think it might be getting worse, but um yeah i mean i'm right i'm i'm right to be world weary <laughs> yeah never, oh I have yeah no to be proven I'm, wrong about that but n- yeah. i'm not i'm not i'm not yeah. debate i'm certainly not debating that <laughs> <clears throat> yeah i'm an old woman that's pretty good i don't know yeah 30s are the 30s are good the 20s were fine the teens were terrible Maybe the know? 40s will be like amazing. I don't know. I was about to say, how much worse could it get? I'm never saying that again. <laughs> I'm never saying that again. In 2020, for New Year's 2020, me and my soon to be ex husband put up a, a banner in our homes because our 2019 was so rough because we just moved to New York that year. It was very hard. Mm. We were dealing with immigration, it was super complicated. And we put up a banner that said, 2020 can't get worse. <laughs> oh my God. You know wow. what? 
it could and did several times over. So I eventually will have some sort of seance where I burn that banner. I'm just trying to find a fire safe uh, sort of area to do it in because I'm pretty sure it'll <laughs> the banner is like somehow imbued with some sort of weird gasoline spirit soaked in gas it'll, it'll like flame up into the sky the epa is gonna sue me um but yeah so now now i never say it can't get worse because it can but you know it's all mm. right it's been good I, the nice thing about your 30s is you really stop caring about anything mm. other than have like, you noticed that like truly oh, you feel yeah. that shift i don't give a shit about anything <laughs> It's good. It's nice. You know, I think I'm probably the most authentic version of myself with lots of people, including my family, which was a, that's very tough. And I'm the youngest in my extended family. So that's hard um, to find a way to sort of be honest with them when they sort of, everybody views me as I'm still six, right? I solidified in their memory as a six year old. Today, my dad mm-hmm. was like, I told him that I needed him to drive me to the bank because I need to go to my Canadian bank. And he was like, how much money do you have in those accounts? And I told him, and he's like, how come I can't see it? And I was like, because I took it out of the account that you can see. Because he opened my bank account when I was 12, right? He's still on the account because he wouldn't remove himself because why would he? And I moved all the money out of that one. And he was like, why? I'm like, because I don't need you to see it. I'm 31 years old. And he was like, but I like seeing it. I'm like, I know, but I'm 31 and I don't want to litigate with you my finances or what I purchased. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think I'm in that, in that phase now where it's, you know, I really have seen with experience that nothing matters. So I don't get too hot about stuff anymore. Just doesn't matter. Do you have an example of like a moment in your life where that hit for you oh my god literally nothing matters like everything's fine you know every you know friend that I sort of stressed out about you know maybe we weren't supposed to be friends for ever sometimes people in your life for a particular season you release that when it's done I think you know I'm very grateful for my marriage and for my relationship and I wish I wish him well but I think like you know, I had a lot of anxiety about telling people that I was I was getting a divorce and the anxiety of like, well, what will people think of me and what will my family mm. say and what will people say to my family? What will the, it was very, what will the neighbors think? Mm. And I yes. told everybody and I was like, oh, all right, well, un- unpleasant. <laughs> Don't yeah. get yeah, me right, wrong. Right. Not easy. Unpleasant, unpleasant. But then it's done. And then you're, you know, you the next day starts and you're like, oh, well, it wasn't war. So it just doesn't really matter. You know, mm. everybody's fed and safe. And um, again, it's unpleasant, but it's not, you know, the Greek tragedy that my mother perhaps would tell you it is. But even I think she has sort of seen like, it's fine. You know, I have all of my limbs and at least half of a brain. I don't know. The other one doesn't, the other half seems touch and go, but it's all there. So it's, you know, it's fine. It sounds like you've just gotten more comfortable with discomfort almost like that. Yeah. So much of it is that like we don't want to be uncomfortable. But that's like, that's all, that's all being alive is like, there's anything else to it. Like you're, it's just, you're just negotiating gradations of misery. And if you can, if you can do that and find like pockets of, of pleasure and joy in 
yeah, in discomfort, that's pretty good. You're not going to, I don't think you're going to get better than that. I don't know anybody who has better than that in every way. Like everybody I know who has kids is like, oh, it sucks. But then they like say something so cute and it's like, <laughs> it like makes it, it's all worth it. Like, but that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, everything is misery. Okay. So I'll find a couple of things in the in-between that isn't, and I'll see if I can make things better for somebody else maybe in the meantime. That's about the extent of my own responsibility. I think I'm not going to be able to make everything great constantly. No. And I mean, that puts, that puts a lot of like unreasonable pressure on yourself. Like it's not our job to be constantly making everyone's lives around us amazing. Like people are responsible for their own feelings. I did think it's funny that you were talking about um, kind of like nothing mattering because like that was the kind of the title of your book of essays that came out in 2017, which I loved. I gave it to several friends. Um, It's just like, such a great book. I'm so excited that you're coming out with a new book. Um, slowly, Dory. <laughs> I <laughs> Very mean, slowly. I know yeah. how that goes. Safe yeah. space so does here. Kate. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell us anything about what's what's going to be in the new book? Yeah. I mean, I sold it oh, three or four years ago, like a long time. And I had some sort of a draft a functional draft it's another essay collection it's nonfiction. and then um my marriage ended and so i threw it away and i started over so uh you know the original version of the book which it was still guided by that is about conflict and about my predilection for it i'm really good at it and i really do like it and i think there's a lot of value in conflict but i think in the last couple of years i've also seen how it is destructive and not productive and not helpful and you know where I think I needed to temper myself and where other people needed to temper themselves with me so that's what I'm that's what I'm doing so we'll see maybe it'll work maybe it won't I don't know see it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if I if I never write it nobody will know (laughs) ah Because I mean, that's the other thing about your 30s, I feel like, is you sort of look around, you're like, oh, nobody's looking at me. Nobody cares what I do. I can do whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, that's, I, I mean, I think that is one of the big, like, takeaways of adulthood, right? It's like, yeah. oh, it's, yeah. it's not all about me. Like, yeah. It really doesn't matter. About no, me one's th- no one's thinking about you. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and that can be, I think, for some people, like, a really unbearable recognition of their own, you know. That that you, this you know oh I'm just a speck on this big blue balloon, or it just means you can like kind of do whatever you want because it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Or you know, but but whatever. If somebody, I guess, has something to say about my lack of productivity on my second book, I suppose my only question would be, do you have nothing else going on? Yeah, you know, it, it it's you know, yeah, it's fine, totally. totally. Can I ask a question about conflict as someone who is the exact opposite of you? Sure. Uh, like I, hearing you talk about loving conflict and being good at it, that's like mm-hmm. I, makes me freeze up in fear because I hate conflict. But I've yeah. tried to get better about uh, being in conflict, and it sounds like you've been working on having less. Being, of it. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. is what is that? What is that kind of like self work been like? Like, how do you even approach that? Um, I mean, I'm trying to be calmer, and I'm trying to 
pick my battles. I think I spent, mm. and I don't regret, I don't regret, I don't regret any fight that I've gotten. Honestly, I think it was all worth it, but I think it was a kind of energy I don't have anymore. I don't have the energy to fight with every single like ding dong on the internet anymore. I just, I'm busy. I don't feel like it. And I think when I was younger, that was energy worthwhile to expand out onto strangers. I don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I tr- I'm trying to be a little gentler with how I deal with people like you, Kate. I have lots of friends who are not, they can't fight. And sometimes they like, lo- they kind of get into it with me and it's not, it's not a fair fight. And I got to remember, mm. <laughs> I got to yeah. remember to like maybe use a lighter touch. Um, but I mean, it's also, I come by it honestly, like my whole family's like that. My niece is like that. She's 12 and she is, I'm, I'm scared of her. Like it's already starting. <laughs> I'm, I am, a, I told her mother, I was like, listen, as soon as she turns 14, I'm out. You can call me again when she's like 28. I'm not sticking around for any of that. Like she's, like a, yeah, she's exactly, yeah. she's exactly like our side of the family. Uh, I was like, you're doomed. And she's like, I know, I don't know what I'm going to do either. I'm like, good luck. See ya. <laughs> um, but yeah, I th- you know, it's, it's weird, quiet work. You know, it's, it's work I've had to think about in lots of my relationships and how, you know, my enjoyment of conflict affects other people because I can have a fight with somebody that's like a drag out and then the next day like it's fine because that's how my entire family functions Mm. other people hold it and I didn't really realize that they hold it for a long time you seem like someone who holds it and you think about it and it yeah like it it sits with you doesn't sit for years yeah Yeah. I would I would I've forgotten more fights than I think I've got into today like I don't it just doesn't sit with me like that yeah maybe it should Maybe I don't I'd know. That sounds, I'm, it sounds freeing. I'm. I th- I'm more like you. Like I just. I don't. Sh- I. I mean, as Kate knows, I don't shy away from conflict. Yeah. And it has been something that I've had to work on at times. And actually, mm-hmm. like Kate has actually been a model sometimes oh. for me of like how to not turn something into a huge conflict yeah. that yeah. doesn't have to be yeah. you know yeah I'm trying to steer away sort of from the more petty unnecessary ones but that said I I will still snap someone's neck off if I have to I just yeah don't really have to oh totally yeah 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 I think also like you know when you're when you are young and you know for me I was brown and sort of the environments I was being raised in, I had to sort of show my teeth a lot. Otherwise people were going to treat me like an asshole. And that's why I don't Mm -hmm. regret it. Cause I was right. I was right. And I'm still right most of the time, but I'm also at a point now where I just don't have to do that anymore. And it took me a minute to realize like, I don't have to, like people are kind of leaving me alone (laughs) in lots of ways. Like, you know, I don't have shitty friends in my life anymore that I have to deal with. That's done at work. I don't have, in generally speaking, I would say I don't really have those sorts of people in my airspace anymore. No one's really in my ear telling me what to do. So that's fine. You know, I'm single, so I don't have to, I'm not dealing with any, I'm not dealing with any men my, other than my father who is, you know, 72 and will fight with me until I'm dead because he's going to outlive me, I'm sure. So, you know, I just accepted, <laughs> I've accepted the places where I have to do that and the places where I don't, I'm trying to do it less and less. I have to ask 
a, a random question because you took a sip out of a water bottle. Listen, that... I've had teenage girls stop me on the street being what? like, where did you get it? Is this amazing? I don't know. I've never seen anything like I this know. before. I think I found it on TikTok and it's probably like a bad Amazon purchase, but I can't help it. It is a square shaped see-through water bottle. It it's looks like, like a, a big, big perfume bottle. Yes, oh, it's and so a cool. It lo- I it, know. It kind of looks like something that you would put like those little plastic seahorses in. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I don't about? know I do. what you're talking about. Like I do. This is a real 80s <laughs> I reference. I think this is a, yeah, it's a real sea 80s monkeys. thing. Okay. Yes, yeah, sea monkeys. Yes, exactly. Thank I you, just Kate. missed the it's boat right. on that one, I think. But yeah, isn't it fun? I swear, <laughs> yeah, I'm amazing. telling you, it's the Very most cool. Gen Z thing I have. Children stop me on the street I love and they're it. like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, I can see how every <laughs> every cool Gen Zer would be like. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm wearing my big baggy Gen Z fit, my tiny little shorts, and my see through water bottle. I'm the coolest girl in the world. I've got to tell you, it's really working out for me. You are you are technically a millennial, is that right? Yeah, I'm a mid. You- I'm a 91 millennial, so I'm a okay. mid range. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so. A cusp. I'm so fascinated by the ways in which like Gen Z is taking, they're taking millennials to task in such yeah. a strong way. And like, as someone who's Gen X, I'm just kind of floating above it. Like, yeah. wow, this but is you fascinating. You guys are also forgetting that we did this to you. So it's the, it's like just the is nature this, this of it. This is the cycle. Oh yeah. This is yeah. The but we were, we did it but like you. Gen X was also kind of like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. But so the millennial, but like- this, but yeah, but also listen, yeah. Hold on. Gen Xers really like to rewrite history about exactly how much influence you guys did or didn't have. So it's a very Gen X response to be like, we were fine with it because in the 90s, we didn't care about anything. We were so disaffected. That's not true. You guys all got upset because you were having kids at the same time and you were like, oh, no, our supremacy as the cool generation is ending. That's what happens. That's what's happening to millennials right now. We're all starting to have kids. We're all getting older. Nothing we do is interesting. You know, they're blaming us for the housing market. I don't know. I didn't own anything, but like, (laughs) it's the same thing. So, you know, that's fine. I'm, I listen, I'm well beyond Gen Z at this point. Again, my niece is Gen Alpha. I'm scared of those Mm, kids. Mine too. My kids are Gen Alpha. Yeah. And I, if I, if one of those kids ever speaks to me other than one I am related to, I am building a raft. I'm taking to the sea and I'm never coming back. Those are the kids I'm afraid of. Gen Z is like terrifying in their own way. But they're already getting older. So now I'm worried about these like little rats. Yeah, oh, I don't need that. My, and then my, I really, I don't understand them at all. I don't know what they're going to be doing or what they're going to be watching. I have no idea what kind of world they're going to inherit. Like Gen Z is nihilistic enough. But like they're going to college and they're, you know, like they're starting to get into the doldrums of being a person. Like you yeah. sort of, every generation has to sort of look at the world and be like, oh, it's broken, but I still have to pay rent. Yeah, you do. So mm-hmm. like it there's a shift happening. So they're starting to go through the shift, which is why they're yelling at us, which we deserve. We did it the same to you. I remember doing it 10 years ago. Now I don't because my bones hurt. That's right. You've <laughs> <laughs> got those achy bones. My bones hurt. <laughs> well, shifting gears once again. We we do like to ask everybody who comes on the show about skincare routines because mm-hmm. Why not? And you did sure. mention that you are a new face. I'm a new face user. user. Yeah. Do you um, have any other skincare products that you love? I'm kind of a drugstore skincare person. Mm. I I very much believe that a lot of skincare is unfortunately genetic and then medical right. and hormonal. Mm. So there's like yeah. 
I think there's actually very little I can do in terms of intervention. And I'm really lucky speaking of my mother, like she's got great skin. So I, I feel like I've inherited a lot of good genes. I use a retinol like a couple times a week. I double cleanse at night. I use a, I use the Neutrogena anti-acne wash cause I'm still Ooh. getting pimples cause I'm seven and um, I'm trying to think if I use anything in particular. I wear a lot of sunscreen. I think sunscreen and water are frankly the things that like help in terms of like the aging components. The mm-hmm. rest is genes. There's really not a lot you can do. And hormones. You got to get your hormones checked. I regret to inform you that I'm in my 40s and I still get pimples. So yeah. Oh, I'm I, I'm sure this is just <laughs> what it will be for me until my 50s because I think that's what it was for my mother. It's frankly, very so annoying. I'm, yeah, I've accepted that. Um. But it gives me a youthful exuberance, I think. I was on a reporting trip in, in Florida the other day, and a woman asked me how old I was. And I was like, I'm 31. She's like, you look like a baby. I'm like, thank you, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a Waffle House. I was like, I didn't think I was going to have such a nice experience at a Waffle House. Wow, that was a Waffle House conversation? It was at a Waffle House. Yeah, it was a Waffle House conversation. We were sitting wow. at the bar together. Then she told me about how much she loved Ron DeSantis. It was a rough day. Oh, oh boy. Oh, it was a real. I took a turn. A coaster of emotions. Well, I was just going to ask, as a native Canadian, if you have any favorite Canadian skincare brands, because I, when I finally got to Canada and I went into a shoppers, it was like oh, entering. Shoppers. It was like heaven. Oh, it's like I think I amuse. Yeah. Oh God. What'd you get? I don't even remember now. This was like pre-pandemic, but I went to a shoppers in Toronto, and there were. They had like French brands, so that was exciting. Yeah. But then there were specific Canadian skincare brands, and I bought. I remember I bought makeup wipes from one of them, and I had cool. never heard of them. And it was like, was it? Q-U-O? It was just thrilling. Possibly, um, yeah. They ha- okay, yeah. There's a brand called Quo or something there that I have a lot of stuff from them. The they ha- the shoppers are like very fancy here now. They've all become yeah. very fancy, and they have a huge makeup mm. section. It's like it's like going into an Ulta. Like they have like a designer section, and yeah, they have they always have a section for like La Roche Posay oh, products. Yeah, um, there's a press on nail company called like helix or something that they sell at shoppers it's really really good those nails last like a month if you leave them alone um quo has some good makeup i think joe fresh actually has like good lipstick they sell at shoppers i'm more of a makeup person i don't like really think about skincare as much but i buy a lot of makeup unfortunately you're not a red that i lip- wear it i'm not we're even wearing any right now but <laughs> But I feel like I have seen a lot of photos of you in a red lip. Are you a red I wear lip a lot person? Of, I wear, yes, I'm a red lip yes. person. Yeah. Yeah, I always have. You do a red just, lip so well. It's because I got a big mouth, Dory. There's a lot of real estate. There's a lot of, there's room. Um, yeah, I just bought the, I bought the house labs. She's got these like high ultra pigmented little things they're like for your whole you can do whatever you want with them i use them for lipstick they're crazy good and they don't Ooh. smear that's lady gaga right mm-hmm. she started selling it in Ooh. sephora now it, and before she was selling it through amazon and hmm. well, it wasn't working <laughs> so they sold it that's... to i guess for distro through uh sephora but it's really good that stuff's good there's this um indian brand called kulfi that just started selling in sephora that's really good they do eyeliner and they have a really good concealer line 
Um, Ooh, and then Kulfi, K-U-L-F-I. Kulfi is uh, ice cream in Hindi. Oh, and okay. then what, what else did I buy? And Rare Beauty is really good, too. That that um, Selena Gomez's line. So, oh, so and people have the said other this. thing, it is really good. It's her stuff is like shockingly pigmented to the point that like you'll never buy it again. Like I have a blush from them that <laughs> I, it's a it's a miscalculation. Like I was like uh, you should make this half the size because I'm never buying it again because it's so much. Wow. Um, and then there's another brand by Patrick Star who's like a beauty influencer called One Size O slash S, and they have one of the best black huh. eyeliners I've ever purchased it's really oh. good yeah and like bought it on a whim didn't think much about it just saw it at, like sephora and was like whatever i'll try it it's so good this is a hot tip i've never even heard of this line. i know i hadn't either i just saw i didn't even know who owned it and then i looked it up later it was so good so that stuff's great yeah oh we've got a lot of new things to try this was a great list i know yeah all my other recommendations are ridiculous. I was on, last time I did a podcast like this, I did uh, Caroline Moss's oh. G Thanks. Oh, and yes. she was like, what do you want to recommend? Uh-huh. I was like, I really like this stool that I use to poop. <laughs> She's like, okay, come like on a- down. <laughs> What's it called? The little thing you uh, put at your... Potty. Yeah, Squatty Potty. Yeah. I love a Squatty Potty. Listen, I, I was on the forefront day. of it. I, w- I told her about it like four years ago. And she's like, this is what you want to talk about? I was like, yes. This is what oh. I want to talk about. I support this. That's my legacy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can give you like nail recommendations because I do my own nails, but that's kind of it. I mean, yes, please. If someone's um, going to do their own nails at home, like where, what do you buy? I don't buy gel because I don't like gel because I think it actually damages the surface of your nails. But there's a brand called Seshvit mm. and the Seshvit Rebuild Base Coat's really good. Your nails will be upsettingly sturdy and then there's a Seshvit top coat there's one called Seshvit gel that gives like a gel top coat sort of thing it's really good and then they have a Seshvit top coat the regular one which you put on when the color is still wet so it means that your whole pet like manicure will take like five seconds because then it like hardens all of it together it's really good they sell that they sell Seshvit in Target now Oh, okay. This is another yeah. line I've never heard of. Seshvit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I used to use Seshvit um like on my nails because it does it it does dry fast. Very fast, <laughs> like, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's that's like its mm-hmm. its whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um well, Sachi, this was truly a delight. Thank you for having. Thank me. you for coming on our show. Um where can our listeners find you and where can they listen to your podcast? You can find me on Twitter or on Instagram at at Saatchi, S-C-A-A-C-H-I. Lots of silent letters in there for you to try to put in the right place. And you can listen to Scamfluencers anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Music, wherever you like to... Apple Music, is that right? No, Apple Podcasts. There it is. Uh, Or you can subscribe to Wondery Plus and you'll get it a week early. Thank you so much, Saatchi. This was so great to have you on the show. Thank you. You know, I really feel like Sachi infused a real like younger person vibe to the podcast today, which I really kind of needed. Yes. Like, but it's also saying, nice because well, she's, she's not like, she's not like fully Gen Z. Like she's a millennial. Yes. Um, but she also, I think 
and I hate when people are like, they're an old soul, but like she, and we talked about this a little bit, but she always, I think, had a sort of like older person outlook, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. with a younger person's perspective. I don't know. Uh, she's just, she's just so great. I, I really loved getting to talk to her. And also, I truly just want to note that the water bottle that she busted out on our chat is the coolest water oh bottle God. I've ever seen. So cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> also, this like, is what it means to be cool. Yeah. I mean, it seems a little impractical, but yes, but that's cool. what like makes it cool, right? Like, yes. My yes. giant yes. mom fluencer insulated mug thing, like, there's nothing very cool about it. Mhm 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 Well, Kate, did you write someone a letter? I did. I was oh like Oh my gosh. I know I was like this is my intention this week and I am going to do it. And what was funny is I was writing it. I was I wrote to one of my best friends from college, <gasps> Teresa. And cool. I was like she's going to think I'm so like this is going to be very out, out of left field. Like I don't think she's going to think I'm weird, but like I don't ever write letters to my to my friends. Yeah. But also, you know, I love her so much and I miss her. I haven't seen her in so long because of COVID and I'm going to get to see her next month hopefully if all goes well. So uh I, I was just I was just excited to write her one and I think I might write another one this week. It was also nice just to write one, you know, not be like I'm going to write my eight yes. best friends letters cuz then you kind of get yes. overwhelmed. So. Yes. Yes. Um, and this week, my intention is to try to get a couple sessions in, in my infrared sauna blanket. Oh, this is exciting. This is I exciting. Mean, Anthony, I love doing things around bedtime that just horrify and traumatize my husband, like my LED light oh my mask. Gosh. This That's is so a new funny. one. I should do my light mask in the sauna blanket. He will really, he'll probably, you know what? He might leave. That might be the limit. Well, goodbye and good riddance. 14 years married, <laughs> but the su- infrared sauna blanket is what ends. <laughs> anyway, tell me about your intention last week. You were going to put those legs up the wall. I was, and I didn't. You know, I feel like we could hang up from recording this and you could go do it right I now. I know, and, and you know count. what? You know what part of the problem is? I don't have a ton of like wall space I get to it. do I get this. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a spot in my office that if I cleared away some detritus <laughs> that is on the floor, I would have some space. But as of the second, I don't. And I think that was what was holding. Like I would just be like, oh, I want to put my legs up the wall. And I'd be like, mm. and where I did it with Henry was in Henry's room and like, I wouldn't, I would typically be thinking about this when he was asleep. And, you know, as much as I wanted to sneak into his room to do legs up the wall, not, not worth it to potentially disrupt my child's sleep. (laughs) So, uh, um, I did not do it, but I, I, I still want to do it. I'll put it that way. I'm going to make an effort to do it. Add it to the list. Excuse me. I will add it to the list. Yes. And then this week, you know, Kate, as you know, we are in the midst of pretty brutal heat wave here in LA. Oh my goodness. So my intention is to try to keep my cool literally and just like mentally because 
I think that is, I always find that challenging when it gets really hot is like not becoming a monster. Yep. You know? (laughs) Yep. I do. And we're talking hot. We're talking where I live, it's going to be like 107, 108 degrees. Yeah. And where I live, it's going to be like, I think it's going to be like 95, which is still hot. It's hot. um, It's hot. Yeah. So like, let's see. It's like changed slightly, but yeah. So, okay. So it's going to be the hottest right now they're predicting in like five days, it's going to be 99. So that's hot. And where Kate lives, it's going to be even hotter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh my gosh, Kate, you're getting up to 107. Yes, I was not lying. It is Yoinks. going to, It gets this. I mean, it's happened before. It's not that I'm not yeah, kind totally. of used to it, but it sucks. Right. I mean, my, you know, like my children at school, they like can't do anything because so much of their school right. stuff is outside. So, yeah. Oof. Yeah. My, my did not let my daughter bike to school today because it's going to be 104 this afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so that is my um, intent for this week. Perfect. All right. Well, everyone, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by your two friends, Dory Schaffer and Kate Spencer, and it's produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager, and our network partner is ACAST. Thanks for listening. Bye.